How are you doing? No, really, how are you doing? Are you feeling depleted at all? Well, if you are, you're not alone. And if you're not, keep on keeping on. But stay with me either way because today I'm sharing with you about how to deal with feeling depleted. I'm breaking it down with strategies for you to implement in your mind first, in your thoughts first, and then into your actions while looking at Jesus as our example. Welcome to His Word, My Walk where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, let's go. Like, let's go right into this one. In my own life, I've come to this place of knowing when I can't handle much more. And I just need a break. I need some time. I need to refill. And if you've been around, you may remember back in January, I went up in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee alone and just stayed in a house for like three weeks alone. Literally knocked out jigsaw puzzles, a giant crossword puzzle, and then got this freshness to continue on. And after that time, I told myself I wouldn't let it get to that point again. I mean, sure, I'd take the time away, but in the future, it will be planned. It will not be to the point of crying and frustrated and shut down and just needing to get away before I completely fall apart or even feeling like I'm already at that point, like I was then. So let's dig in. Because this is crucial in your life. And it's crucial in your life as a believer. Solitude is a thing. Filling up is a thing. Time alone is a thing. Which also means the opposite of those are things too, right? Feeling overcrowded, feeling empty, feeling like you don't have any time to yourself and you're going to blow if one more person asks you for something, even if it's your child. That's real. Okay, after you listen to this episode, I want you to go back to episode 34 titled How to Effectively Fill Up Your Cup as a Believer. Wow, I can't believe that episode went live on May 17th of 2022. That's so wild. And honestly, that's the teaching that I actually speak about and teach most often in other people's programs, in their business programs, in their coaching programs, in their life groups. And I even have a friend who has hosted retreats centered around some of the teachings from that episode. In that one, I share with you, well, just what it's called, how to effectively fill up your cup as a believer. I gave you three phases of how to actually do that. And let me tell you, practical and simple steps you can implement into your mind and into your actions right away. And today, well, same, same, but different. (laughs) Last time, more than a year and a half ago, I gave you those three phases of how to do it. And today, so fun, let's hit the complete who, what, when, where, why, and how. God has been speaking to me for a couple weeks, okay, probably months about this. And then specifically this past week, out on my walks, I've been taking notes as he's like worked me through scenarios in my own life, as he's helped me see my own struggles differently. And then as I went out for a walk with the sole purpose of getting these points down, this is how it came out. So who, what, when, where, why, and how. Let's get it. When it comes to feeling empty, feeling like you need a refill, feeling like you're depleted, maybe even having someone else tell you that you need a refill, here are the things that you need to know. Number one, know why you're depleted. 
Oh, and I'm not going in order. The whole who, what, when, where, why, how. You can memorize them that way, but I'm not talking them that way because it didn't really make sense for me. So know why you're depleted. I actually love this point because when we can examine this, we feel like there are different responses we can make. But truly, they can all be positive. A couple weeks ago, I came back to Canada. I had been gone two months and I was gone longer than I thought I would be because of fires here and the airport was closed and I couldn't get back. I also at one point expected to spend a couple days in Chicago with a friend and that turned into an incredible two weeks. All that to say, what I expected to be doing for those two months was not what happened. After seven weeks of being away, not with what I expected, but truly pouring into others, serving others, literally what I love to do. But with all that, I just needed some time alone. I felt like I was getting depleted. And here's the thing. You being depleted does not mean that you or anyone else did something wrong. It's just the way life goes. We aren't finite. We don't run forever. And even with my daily rhythms and my time with God, I still felt depleted. Why? Because I had been serving others day in and day out, and that took a lot out of me. Another truth I want to share with you is that sometimes you can't pinpoint it. Like you can't pinpoint just one area. You just feel overall depleted. I was still spending time with God. I was going on my walks. I was having incredible talks with friends. I was listening to teachings. Like it's not that I wasn't doing anything and knew I was missing a vital nutrient. I was just feeling depleted overall, just depleted. I absolutely love this story right here I'm about to share. It's in Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 30. The little title in my Bible says, Jesus feeds 5,000. Okay, starting in verse 30, though. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. The fact that Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while, that's the example here. The apostles had just returned from their ministry tour. I love how the New Living Translation of the Bible says that, their ministry tour. And they told Jesus all they had done. Like, they're on a high, I'm sure. But Jesus knows what comes with that, with pouring out, with giving and giving and giving. Yes, there's a high, and there's also a depletion. The Bible says he, Jesus, said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Like, that's how busy they were. That's how much they were pouring out nonstop. They may not even have known it yet for themselves, but Jesus knew it. He had been doing this before and he knew what it took. The story continues and as they were on their way to get alone, um, the crowd started to follow them and well, Jesus began to teach and the disciples were there with him and it was a long time, long enough for the disciples to inquire about letting the people go eat. Remember, the disciples themselves hadn't eaten either for a long time and Jesus tells them to feed the people and then the boy with his two fishes and some biscuits, refer back to an older episode to hear why I say it that way, <laughs> they feed them and then in verse 45, it says this, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. Being depleted is not wrong. Being depleted is not bad. Just check yourself. Know why you are depleted. 
Okay, I got to kind of fly through these. Number two, know who depletes you. Ooh. So know why you're depleted and know who depletes you. Know who drains you. And while you're at it, know who fills you up. But don't sleep on this point. Who drains you? Who depletes you? And be honest with yourself. Remembering that being depleted is not wrong and being depleted is not bad. It could be those you love the most who drain you the most. I have plenty of friends with toddlers, with teenagers, with with kids. Do you have one friend who drains you? Like just sucks the life out of you. Like always has a problem, always has a complaint, can't see sunshine. Like my mom says, would complain if their ice cream was cold. Draining. Then that means you can make the choice to limit your time with that person. You can choose that. Okay, let me give you such a simple example God was showing me. Your cell phone right? We know this example. We know the whole stay plugged into the power source sermon, right? And also check this out. There are certain apps that you are well aware of that drain your battery faster than others, right? Oh, and don't let 18 of those draining games and windows be open at the same time. Your battery will be depleted before you can even think to plug it in. Am I the only one who's always closing the windows on my phone? Like rarely are there more than five open at a time or for more than 30 minutes because I'm just always closing whatever I'm not using. I'm doing it so much that even if I have someone else's phone in my hand as they're showing me something, when I'm done looking at it, it's just automatic. I start closing windows. And that right there is where shock and awe come in. Why do y'all have so many windows open? Do you not know that's draining your battery? And it's just a mess anyway. Close the windows. (laughs) You need to know who drains you. You need to know who depletes you. As a Christian mentor and life coach, I try to spread out my calls in my schedule. Three per day is getting close to my max because I'm truly pouring out. I have some women I get the honor of helping and they are the only call I will schedule on a day. Not because they're a mess, not because I'm not equipped, but because I know who depletes me. Jesus knew that the disciples being on this ministry tour, pouring out to so many people, Jesus knew that would drain them. And remember what I said, being depleted isn't bad and it isn't wrong. Serving and pouring into someone who drains you isn't wrong and it isn't bad. More often than not in my life, now I can see, I can see it as an assignment from the Lord. It's about knowing It's about my own awareness. You've got to know why you're depleted and you've got to know who is depleting you. And then check out who's filling you up too. Okay, let's move on. Number three, you've got to know what you need. You have to know what you need. This is not about everybody else. This is about you. When you're feeling depleted, what do you need? I don't want a spa day. I don't want to go on a trip. I don't want to go out for dinner. When I'm feeling depleted, none of those things are what I need. They might be what you need, but not what I need. Do you know what I need? I need time alone. I need time alone in a home. It doesn't need to be my home. It can be an Airbnb, but I need time alone in a place that I can cook. I can go to the fridge and have my basic things that I can cook and eat. Oh, and I need to go for a walk, preferably along some water. That's what I need. So what do you need? Know what you need. You know what else? There are days that I'm feeling depleted and I know I have some things that I need to get done. And you know what I need? 
I actually just need to go to the coffee shop. I just need to go and sit at a coffee shop for a couple hours with my computer and one headphone in, and for some reason, I can cruise there. And speaking of that, this week I've added actually a fun little extra to the His Word My Walk podcast. I appreciate you all so much, and you're so generous. Many of you have reached out to pray for me, to encourage me, to even simply say, can I buy you a coffee, to leave a review on this podcast. Well, You can now head to the show notes for any episode of this podcast, or you can actually head straight to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com, and you can find a button there that says, buy me a coffee. Full transparency, I'm buying tea with it. Your girl doesn't drink coffee. But the coffee shop is often what I need when I'm depleted. It's also a place that I meet and pour into others. So there's actually a simple and fun way if you would like to support me and this podcast further. Okay, back to Jesus. Luke chapter 22, verse 39. This is where Jesus is on the Mount of Olives. He's about to be betrayed and arrested, and he knows it. And here's what it says. Then accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. This is actually where Jesus prays if there's any way for God to take this cup, any way for him to not have to go through the crucifixion and ultimately saying, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then Jesus prayed even more fervently. See, was Jesus depleted? Well, Jesus as God, no, he had all power. He was fully God. But Jesus the man? I believe he was, and he knew what he needed. He needed to get away. He needed to pray. He needed to sit with the Father. He needed to talk with the Father. He knew what he needed, and he went and got it. He went and did it. See, what's the point in knowing what you need and then not doing it and staying depleted? If you need some time alone, like even an afternoon to just go to Target by yourself with no kids, if you know that's what you need, then you better have no shame in asking for it. When you're feeling depleted, it's not everyone else's responsibility to fill you up. And to be really honest, they probably can't even see that you're depleted. You know why? Because you're still fully functioning. Remember your phone battery that we talked about? How many of y'all have been in the red zone? Or maybe right now are currently in the red zone. While you're in the red zone, is there anything your phone cannot do? No. Ah, don't come at me with the, well, if I click low battery mode. No, that's not what I'm saying. If your battery is in the red zone, is almost dead, even down to 1%, is there anything your phone cannot functionally do? No. Look, most people cannot tell that you're functioning at 1% because you're still functioning. By God's grace, by God's mercy, by God's gifts, by God's power, you are still functioning, fully functioning, while you know your battery is in the red zone. Know what you need and then ask for it. Then go get it. It's a charging cord. It's an outlet. It's a walk. It's a coffee shop. It's a hug. It's a moment alone. It's a weekend away by yourself. It's a date with your husband. Know what you need. Ask for it and do it. You don't have to live in a depleted state. That is choosing low power mode. See, choosing low power mode means you're going to try to last longer, probably for the sake of others, or because your charging cord seems too far away, meaning you're lazy. No, 
<laughs> but remember, low power mode actually changes the functions. It may seem like you can hang longer, but your patience is shorter. Your grace with others doesn't really exist. Your self-love begins to diminish. You lose access to certain features of who you are created to be and what you are created to do. Remember, feeling depleted is not wrong. Just know why you're depleted. Know who depletes you and know what you need. And number four, know how to communicate your depletion. Oh, this one. This actually wasn't my point with the how until I sat down for a final review of this episode, but it really is crucial for this whole thing. Know how to communicate your depletion. Have you been listening to the one phrase I keep repeating in this episode over and over? It's this, feeling depleted is not wrong and feeling depleted is not bad. Maybe you need to say that out loud right now. I don't care if you're out for a walk or if you're in a coffee shop or if you're in the car with others. Maybe you need to say this with me. Me feeling depleted is not bad. Me feeling depleted is not wrong. Okay, great. Now continue. When I feel depleted, I can communicate that by got it? See, this one is probably unique to you. Goodness, the super simple example. When your phone is getting depleted, first you get the pop-up that asks if you want to go into low power mode. For the record, I always bypass that. Unless I'm on a plane with no charger, then I go to low power mode and know that there's no more Netflix, no more games. Ugh, it's just conserve everything for survival until I get a charger. But we already recognize that's not the optimal way to live, right? I'm the person who always declines low battery mode, will function in the red zone for a little while, and then find a charger. Jesus knew how to communicate to others when he needed to go and be with the Father, when he needed to go and be alone. How do you communicate when you're feeling depleted? Y'all, I've had to learn this, like, and I feel like I've learned it more in the past year than ever before. And maybe that's because I'm aware of how I'm feeling more than ever before. Traveling around, staying with family, staying with friends. I've had to learn to say, can I please take your car in the morning to drive down by the water to go for a walk by myself? I just need some space. I've had to learn to say, no thanks, I'm actually just going to stay in tonight. You go have some fun. I just need some Kayla time. I've had to learn to say, can you please help me? I just feel depleted. I need some time away. I need to just go and sit by myself for a while. And with all of these, I truly mean that I had to learn. Are you often the one everyone leans on? The one everyone goes to? The one who keeps the atmosphere steady? The one who keeps the peace? The one who brings the fun? Well, how do people know when you're in the red zone? How do you communicate that to them before it's too late? Like I said, I'm the person who doesn't go into low power mode barely ever. I'm also the person who checks the battery level regularly. I don't have the numbers up there because they had me trip and I would see like 38% and start feeling like my battery was about to die. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> so I took the numbers off, but I still check the battery. And when I hit the red zone, it means I've got some time. I know I'm still operating at full functionality, all the things, but it's time to start looking for an opportunity to charge, and that probably means communicating that to someone else. Okay, wrapping these up. Know why you're feeling depleted. Know who is depleting you. Know what you need. Know how to communicate that you're depleted. All right, we've got these last two that we got to knock out real quick. Number five, know where you need to be filled. Where you need to be filled is not the same as where others need to be filled. Jesus knew what he needed in order to be filled, and what others had to say didn't sway him. 
Have you ever had someone tell you, you just need a vacation, but what you actually really need is three hours at home to joyfully clean your house top to bottom by yourself with your own playlist and no other noise distractions? When you're feeling depleted, know where you, like where you need to be filled. Here's the thing. Some people use the fast charging cord and some use the cord that still charges like overnight. That doesn't matter. The importance is that you're charging. Some days I can do a little one hour walk close to the house. Some days I know I need the three hour hike along the lake, climbing, sweating, breathing hard and pushing myself. The crucial point is that I know where I need to be filled and that I handle that, that I go there, that I do that. Okay, and finally, know when you need to be filled. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 says this, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. There it is. Jesus knew when he needed to be filled. He didn't wait. Now, do you have to do it first thing in the morning? No, you just need to know when you need to be filled. I'm a morning person. Mornings work well for me. And I can tell you plenty of evenings that I just needed a refill as well. Do you know when you get that warning sign asking you to go into low power mode? Do you know when you hit the red zone? Do you know how much time you have left of full love once you're in the red zone? Y'all, I drove the same car for 18 and a half years. When that gaslight came on, I could push that thing. I knew how many miles I could go with the light on. And y'all, it was a 2005 Toyota Highlander. And I didn't have the countdown or how many miles until empty. Nothing was like electronic on there. (laughs) So when the light came on, I would look at the odometer and then I would calculate in my head from there. And I knew how far I could push it. And then I also knew when it was time to fill up. In those 18 and a half years, never once did I run out of gas. I knew when my girl needed to be filled up. Let me repeat what I've been repeating over and over. Feeling depleted is not wrong. Feeling depleted is not bad. All it really means is that you've been pouring out. So thank you. Thank you on behalf of your kids. Thank you on behalf of your coworkers. Thank you on behalf of your boss, on behalf of your checker at the grocery store that you didn't snap on. Thank you on behalf of the airport security that you were patient with. Thank you on behalf of your parents and all their technology questions. (laughs) You've been pouring out. Is it time to fill up? Only you really know your levels. And hey, there's no need to try to prove how far you can go. Running out of gas, it's not only embarrassing... It's dangerous. And it's not being a good steward of what God has given you. Get that refill. And remember this. Know why you're depleted. Know who depletes you. Know what you need. Know how to communicate that you're feeling depleted. Know where you need to be filled properly. And know when you need that fill up. Oh, and one more thing. Knowing these things is only step one. Then you have to actually do them. Before you go today, I have big news for you. Bible Journaling Bootcamp is open for enrollment all the time now. It is an evergreen program now, meaning that you can enroll any day, any time. And in this 30-day program, you will go from inconsistency, insecurity, all the questions in your time with God, to confidently spending time with God in His Word, reading the Bible, understanding what you're reading, interpreting Scripture properly, and hearing God speak to you right where you are in just 30 days. No calligraphy, no fancy handwriting, just you 
your Bible, and a notebook and a pen. This 30-day program has changed women's lives and I am so, so honored to be offering it open all the time. In these 30 days, you get two 30-minute one-on-one calls with me and then monthly group calls You have lifetime access to this 30-day program. This $99 program will change your relationship with God, whether you are a new believer or you have been a minister for 30 years. This is the program that will get you jump-started, that will get you into it, that will get you understanding God's Word, reading His Word consistency, and hearing His voice just for you. Head to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com right now and enroll today. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.